Welcome to Scav Talk, an escape from Tarkov Pockets with the... All right, let's try it again. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Scav Talk, an escape from Tarkov Podcast. All right, I can't. I actually can't. I screwed myself up. I screwed myself. Welcome to Scav Talk. Escape from Tarkov podcast with a focus on the continued development of the game, passionate analysis, theory crafting, and general gameplay dis- discussions. My name is Church. I dab on content creation, live streaming, and hatchet running. <laughs> and I'm Giga Reeve, a Tarkov YouTuber bringing mainly beginner and intermediate guides to help players improve their gameplay, knowledge, and confidence. And welcome to the show. Welcome. Hatchet <laughs> running. Hatchet running. It's true. Okay. You've become one of them. I've become one. I've seen the light. <laughs> so is that what you basically spent your week doing then? Is it... I spent part of my week doing hatchet running. Um, it's been very interesting. I want to like, maybe later in the show we'll, we'll go over it. But first, yeah. okay. we want to okay, dive in into the news. There's been some major changes to the game recently. Major changes. <laughs> what do you want to start with? What do you Bitcoin. Okay. Okay. Bitcoin. Okay. Let's they did Bitcoin. it. They finally did it. They actually reduced the amount of money it gives. So I thought it was kind of funny how they worded it. Um, they said to the like therapist has now become aware of the in-game, or she predicts the the in-game value of Bitcoin dropping. So immediately I was like, hmm. So will I get more money if I sell it to a different, tra- or will I get the same amount of money if I sell oh, it to a different see. trader? <laughs> Which wasn't the case. Um, yeah, I think this is the introduction of the kind of more dynamic, like humanization of the traders, which I think is okay. So they dropped it. Mm-hmm. What, what was it before? I think Bitcoin was like floating around eight fifty, eight sixty, something like that, and they dropped <clears> it to like seven fifty ish. So I think it was like actually, actually, in I can the tell high you. eights, and now it's you. in like the. Eyes, it was sixes. it was seven six seven after the nerf, and then mm. today when I looked, it's like six something. Yeah. So she wasn't joking. <laughs> she yeah. said they've decreased the Bitcoin value by roughly ten to fifteen percent and predicts future Bitcoin drops um, in price. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, I don't think she's going to be playing around. Like this is clearly something they want to do. Um, and yeah, as you said, they they finally did it. Um, I mean, I've been I've been saving up my coins for a very 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 long time, just kind of as like a point of principle, sort of to see how my finances stack up whilst not taking them, um, which is kind of interesting on its own because I wanted to kind of split out. Like, obviously, I'm still receiving the coins, right? So I kind of wanted to split out the difference between the performance, like the monetary performance from the coins and the monetary performance from everything else. Um, because I've, I've, I think I said to you before the show, I've like hardly been able to play this week. It's crazy. So I've like been watching a lot of stuff, keeping up with everything, <clears> and like fiddling around in the hideout and doing doing stuff like that, and like selling things, but not actually played a great deal of raids. And so, but it's quite interesting. Like from an economic perspective, basically the Bitcoin's value is obviously completely insane, right? Mm-hmm. And after splitting away that coin amount, I was at like thirty seven mil, and then I went slowly down to thirty three mil, just doing like all the crafts and stuff, and like buying whatever that I would normally do. Right. 
And then after stopping buying Moonshine, which is probably the big, single biggest money sink that I was running for streamer items, because I still need the stupid fire steel for, I mean, I'm, I'm nowhere near completing it, but I, I still need the fire steel. Um, but because it's only one item, I've stopped running it and my money started going back up again without coins. And that's just kind of like throw hideout crafts and some like a couple of raids and that kind of thing. So that was kind of, that was kind of interesting. Um, mm. It's like, yeah, obviously it's diminished greatly, but um, it still is, you know, it's still, still slowly ticking up there. Um, so then I took, obviously I took my coin hoard because I had to, <laughs> I've already taken the, 50, the great the hoard cut or something. I took, a, I took the coin hoard and I sold it all. And uh, there wasn't enough space in my stash for the rubles. So I had to sell them piece by piece and stuff the money in um actually half of it's in a thick case at the moment because the money cases went up like crazy and i bought one on the barter and i put some money in there and it's just like it's absolutely insane so i sold 129 bitcoins at 767,031 rubles each for a total of 98,946,999 rubles that's insane which is insane which is absolutely insane and so that's basically the amount of bitcoins that like yeah, you have a fully. That was a full production level three farm, right? Or was it yes. level two? It was level three. It was, wow. it's, my farm's been level three for ages. It's like yeah. the first thing that I did, <laughs> and so I can't remember. I probably should have noted down when. Yeah, I'm curious when when I started it. I think uh, you can like, it... see on some of my streams actually because I've got like a bunch of bitcoins in my stash, and people are like, mm-hmm. "Oh, what are you doing with that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I've just started, started collecting them instead, just to see how the performance changes." Blah blah. And I think I probably had like twenty at that point. So that's. That's probably a good indicator. I'll have to go back and find when that was. Um, Just, so, yeah, it's didn't crazy. It used to be about three, like before they did all the nerfs, it was about like three Bitcoins every day, eight hours, I want to say. Yes. Yes. So but you get like six probably like what? Eight and now it's like, or three every 10 hours, I would guess. Something it's random. Like, yes. Yeah, so it's like it's like three per day now rather than like six per day. All things, <clears> all things <throat> told. Oh, I think it's okay. like eight. It's like eight hours, 30 or something, even with a 50 out of 50 farm at this point. Which is pretty, it's pretty long. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's a pretty, pretty long. significant nerf. I'm going to look it up real quick because that's pretty, that's a big, like six a day was. Six a day was outrageous, was but that was before it was quite this high as well. It was like, Still, I mean, it was though. a lot, right? It was like 450 or 500. Because think um, about the barter, because a lot of the Bitcoin barters were like actually value back then, right? Yeah. Because now it's so, like all the Bitcoin barters are dead. Yeah, they're all useless now. Yeah. So it was kind <laughs> of an interesting experiment um it's surprising how much so i had so many bitcoins that i filled therapists like i put a tweet up on it which is like seven seconds long which shows you like the initial process where i had so many bitcoins i actually filled therapists bar like win trader window so she wouldn't accept any more coins in one go and when i pressed go it i couldn't actually accept the rubles because it's surprising how much space 60 million rubles takes because it's like 500k per stack. So it's like 120 squares. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> oh, it's mental. So I'd do but, it like 10 at a time. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's one Bitcoin. When you have 50 cards, it's 9.6 hours. Oh, 9.6 now. Okay. Yeah. So that's I think it's like keep bumping into it when it's like eight something. Cause like I just periodically come back and just collect them. So yeah, it's about three a day now, roughly. Yeah. Which that's is a huge obviously change. still a lot, right? It's still, mm-hmm. as we said, it's like 600 and something now. And um, so now I'm just selling them as soon as I get them, like everyone else. <clears> and, but so it's still like nearly 2 million a day. But before, yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. It was a crazy amount. So, so I, I'm glad they did it. Yeah. I think this was necessary. Um, sure. Because 
this this hits the players at the top the most with the full farms because the incremental bitcoins that you're going to get um, are now less for all eternity, and so yeah. that that value um, that value hurts the players who are making the most of them. Players that got to the, you know three tier Bitcoin farm early like me, which is fine. I need to be punished. I need to be hurt. People, you know, players who got there early like me should be punished because um, it was way, way too easy. Um, as has kind of been proven that you can still continue to play the game anyway. Like, you know, if you're making money like in previous wipes without this thing, then with it, you basically just, it's just, it's just insane. Every, it's just crazy, everyone right? I run into is like fully kitted. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah the exactly. amount of money in the game is insane right now. People are exactly. buying the new slicks just as like a flex because they're more expensive, right? But it's cool because <laughs> they're like colored, you know? Yeah, the olive and the tan ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's good. It's good. It's the inflation's kind of interesting to see. Yeah. I guess actually well, one of the random comments I wanted to make about the economy, this is like kind of a side tangent, but sort of related given we're talking about like the flea market and that kind of thing. I kept my purple armband. I haven't mm-hmm. actually sold it yet. And I was looking up and there's a lot less. I don't know whether they've stopped dropping them or something, but there's, there seems to be a lot less now. There's only like three or four up on the fleet at any one time. And before, you know, it was they were going for like a, a green card and stuff, but now they're going like legitimately going for like a red key card. But you only have 24 hours. And so I think a lot of them time out and it's like a million rubles to put it up. So I don't know. I might just put it up and just see if someone does barter it for a red card eventually. Who knows? Who who knows? Yeah. We shall see. Which is, I was trying to, I was trying to hide. How do you get for like, hmm? how do you get them? Is it through a scav case? Yeah. It was through the scav case. Okay. I got, I got both of mine in the scav case. I haven't done scav case this way, but I'll, yeah, I was because I was gonna. I was planning on getting Kappa, and like, <clears throat> I was like really off getting Kappa previously, and then now I'm kind of a bit like, oh maybe. And I I carried on running it anyway, and then yeah, with the one fire, the one the fire steel is what I needed last wipe, and and I haven't found. And you can technically get it in the the scav case, but it gets less likely, right? You just end up seeing all the other items. Like if you have no Kappa items, you're yeah. better off just using the scav case because any that right. you get is great. But once you have one to go, it's like opening Pokemon cards, right? And trying to find that shiny Charizard. <laughs> it's just, oh, yeah. it's tough. It's tough. You end up with, you know, 2,000 Weedles. So what do you... Case turned into. What do you think about how they're doing this sort of like dynamic flea market through Twitter? <laughs> I it's kind of like interesting, it. but it's also yeah. like, I mean, here's here's how I think about it. I is, I think it's sort sort of confirmed confirmed that they're gonna have like some built in system where you have to like keep up with the traders and they're like putting out social media stuff. Um, I feel like I've heard someone say that. I'm not sure if it's a nice guy or not, but it's interesting though. It probably was a nice guy. That probably was a nice guy. Yeah. I would like it to be in the game. I don't. I'm not as sure, keen on sure. it being on Twitter, but they haven't implemented that, so that's kind of okay. I <clears> yeah, mean, yeah, I can understand was, that. Because um, not everybody is on Twitter that much. Like I never used to be on Twitter really at all until trying to make content. It's the only the only real reason why I got on Twitter in the first place. And it's been it's had its ups and downs. <laughs> Twitter's an interesting platform, um, but. It was like in my in my Discord today. There were, well, I think it was yesterday actually. Somebody said, "Oh, the the price of Bitcoin's going down," and someone was just like, "Oh, really? Why?" And I just like copy pasted the the tweet in there. And I'm like, "Oh, I see. They finally did it." And it's just like a lot of the player base won't necessarily see that if they put it yeah. out on on Twitter. So it'd be nice if it was in the game. And there is actually a is it charisma or something? 
there's there's something in there which is like oh you get the hot trading news first before other people it's like in the skill description but on, yeah not implemented. bartering so one of skills yeah maybe. So I, I think i feel like it maybe is christmas or something I'll have, to, I'll have to look it up but um yeah it's it's one of those and it says like yeah you'll you'll hear the, like the trading news first before other people that kind of thing and so if they've invented that then that could either just be like you know viciously overpowered or you know i, I don't know but once they implement that in the game i think that'll be a bit better because then it'll feel a little bit more fair i suppose in some ways um and just like some people finding out yeah yeah i just like the other thing that kind of bothers me at this is like the timing of it all because they've been like sort of like chipping away at the whole bitcoin uh the economy i guess but i don't know like a like a it just doesn't feel like a fully fledged feature yeah i guess that's why i'm critical because it's like you know oh this is the beginning of the um dynamic traders or yeah whatever it's just yeah i'm a little critical in that regard but um you know look i understand i mean they got a ton of things to work on and they're actively working on it so once they exactly. get some feature exactly. in, it'll make more sense i mean the yeah. the potential for like different play styles and like role-playing elements like you were talking about with like the the bartering news getting that first like to me i love that stuff dude that's that'd be so <laughs> cool like you could like spec out your pmc as like this like you know, deal maker like Rashala or something like, yeah. you know, he's just like purely focusing on interacting with the traders and like that's his like skill set. You know, I think that's cool. Stuff like that. It would be quite cool. Stuff like that. What I would really quite like about. is if you had to kind of like specialize with particular traders or not, like you had to kind of make a decision yeah. like who you're going to, who you're going to go with. So it is actually charisma. Um, and mm. it says like, so it says here, charisma affects the prices offered by merchants <laughs> and the rate of gaining rep. Effect decreases merchants' cash prices, increases merchants' loyalty rate. Elite level, you're the first to know the latest trading news and increases profit from every transaction. So that's like that's officially the description. Um and so I think like they have they have this kind of idea in mind as to what they want to do with it. And I think yeah, it would be quite cool. It would be nice to, as you say, to be able to like slant your PMC more towards like some non-combat kind of stuff because like sure. that's kind of what my pmc would be really good at at the moment because um you know i'm spending a, a lot more time looking at the hideout and optimizing certain bits and pieces there um it was yeah it's quite funny and it would i don't know it would give more variety to the player base too because i used to love playing the market back before they introduced finding Rain. yeah it was that, one of my favorite was a really fun thing fun. for a lot of people yeah it was super cool and so <clears throat> some like if they could bring a bit of that back it'd be it'd be quite cool it'd be quite nice like some people enjoy playing shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so that's so that's that. That's the, that's yeah. the bitcoins. Did you Gonna see less in the, the um hideout nerfs on crafting times for animals? Ah, this is the times on pretty much everything, right? Oh yeah. I skimmed over it. It looks oh, like about two hours longer yeah. on pretty much everything. <laughs> yeah. Was there anything else other than that? Was it just time? They like added a few requirements for a few things like some i thought were odd like i got it here so m9 well this one's not odd but m995 now requires one can of thermite um Hmm. and that shot the price of thermite up a ton yeah um 36 ap craft now requires blue gunpowder um and that really hasn't affected the price last I look. Uh, RGD5 craft now requires three of those grenade fuses. Okay. 
And seven in one craft doesn't it they remove the nine by nineteen PST GZH and replace it with one can of thermite. So they basically nerfed the N995 craft both in time and um also the seven and thirty-one craft in time and costs like you know to make it because now the thermite prices is like insanely high, like uh two hundred K plus, I wanna say. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, everyone wants that M nine and five. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's okay. I I think it's good because it's going to lower the supply slightly, right? Because it takes longer to craft, so it takes longer to get into the market. Um and then changes just making things more expensive. I think it's like it's fine. Everyone has tons of money. It's not a big deal. Yeah. In my opinion. I think I think they're just going to slowly move because I, I think they've maybe learned in the past from making like really big changes all in one go. And I think they're much better off kind of like nodging their way to the, the place they want to be oh, rather than making sure. massive changes. And you, that's why they're doing things like this, right? It's like, oh, we'll move this to, to Barter and oh, we'll, we'll make this one longer and oh, we'll cut the price of Bitcoin here now. Oh, but we've made the graphics cards take longer to craft and the Bitcoin thing is, is, is more expensive and solar power is more expensive. And it's just like all these things just like slowly getting to where they want to be, which I keep seeing the suggestion around, um, which I actually think is like kind of sensible people saying, you know, get rid of all of the high end APs and level five and six off the traders, make it level four only, make all the other stuff fine in raid, get rid of the the crafts for high level AP uh, rounds, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, which I think is like, it's kind of like a halfway house to what what I was saying. And I think it's kind of a sensible it's sort of a sensible approach, and maybe they'll maybe they'll do that. Maybe they'll get there. I think, like, yeah, I think you would make the game more interesting by nudging it the way that they are, and you don't necessarily need to get rid of the, fi- the level five and six barters. But I think you make them, uh, sorry, the level five and six armors, but you make them barter only, and you make the, the barter items need to be found in raid for them, and then make them like kind of decent value. And I think that would be interesting because then it's like you could still buy up to level four, but then the stuff after that, it's like you either have to find very specific items or you have to find them in raid yourself. Um, that kind of thing, but yeah, I th- I, it feels like they're kind of moving towards that to me by towards. doing these little nudges towards a kind of yeah a, a, a lower tier set of um, gear more of a middle everybody more of a middle yeah. class yeah yeah exactly because like yeah restricting the amount of ammo that you can make as you said restricts the supply which will should push the price up because there's still the same number of people who want to buy it but now right. it takes people longer so everyone who was making it before it now takes them twice as long or you know another two hours rather than three or something so it's like five and so that should just just straight up push the price higher for those for those items and i think you know they should be quite expensive and i think mm-hmm. we do see that right i was like looking at the um the Lepur ap the other day again because I remember, you know, it was expensive when it came out. It's now like seventy thousand rubles per shot. Yeah, it's really which expensive. Which is which is pretty crazy, and I'm okay with it. You know, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with things being really expensive in in some sense, anyway. Especially like yeah. crazy stuff like that that's like not really necessary. You know what I mean? Like it's it's really it's like a fun, like nice to have kind of end game like flair thing. But like you definitely don't need like the poor ap to kill people at all like it's not it's not unnecessary like it's not necessary yeah. and so that's why i don't mind because it's not like you know you make basic health kits like you know 10 mil or something because that would just be that would affect too many people so it's the really high-end stuff and all the armor piercing 
items and, and that kind of thing, which are really expensive. It's like it's funny, like in the context of that, even looking across to the 762 AKs and looking at the the find in raid only AP rounds and being like, 4K round, you know, hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not that bad, tempting. actually. Like, it's like it's it's insane how the mentality is shifting. I remember um, seeing someone else talking about ammo prices a while back, being like, you know, when some of the ammo's got to like 600, 700 rubles per round, and everyone was like, this is absolutely insane. I can't believe what's happening to ammo. And now you've just got like ammo's routinely trading in like the 2,000 to 3,000 range at the top end. And then some of the crazy stuff, as I said, like 70K and like, you know, 4, 4K plus for like finding raid new, uh, new AP rounds. So. Uh, it's in, it is interesting. Like it, that, that's actually a huge money sink on its own, right? The fact that the ammo is so expensive and you never get it back. The massive, massive money sink. Yeah, People are always talking about. Well, yeah. I mean, as you can do the meta thing where you keep the ammo and the mags in the container, and then it's like you're lost. You cut a significant amount of your losses. Yes, that's true. They should get rid of that, in my opinion. But... They should. I. I. Yeah. Uh, that. That really bothers me. I. And don't get me wrong. I do it. Like. Hundred yeah. percent. Um, but it's like it's just frustrating when I kill a guy and it's like I go to loot him and there's nothing in his rig and it's just a gun with a drum mag and I'm like are you serious bro this is so dumb <laughs> and I'm literally the same guy because it's like it's the most efficient thing You're, it's, it's a consumable why would you not yeah and I'm exactly. really lazy about not swapping items in my container like you know Rupal per slot yeah. and whatnot. Like, I'm, like, doing hatchet runnings. I'll just speak a little bit to this. It kind of woke me up to, like, man, I should be swapping. I should be putting bolts in my container more often than not. Because that's, like, a 40K slot on average. Mm. You know? So. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, it's, screw it's this CMS, you know? Or screw it's, this Exactly. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm also guilty of that, right? Like, it's the stuff you put in the container. It's, like, the way that... I, you have, we have this weird thing of it's just like well you know this is my holy stuff that's gone in the container and that's like these these are the things that i've decided yeah. to bring with me you know? right right and if i drop them on the ground then i'm not getting them back and it's 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 funny that like yeah you look at something and go oh i should really put this in like sometimes it's click obviously but then the rest of the time you're just like oh actually this really should go in there instead of this and then i yeah. have to go and like refill my container when i get back to the stash kind of thing there's an economical um, term for that i can't remember what it's called though uh, but it's that oh. behavior where like the the person it's it's more even though it's not yeah. dollar value it's it's valuable to them i can't remember what it's called though yeah i can't remember there was there was one that you reminded me of um some kind of like behavioral bias which is that mm -hmm. people prefer to keep the things they have you know what i mean because like once you have something you're it's it's like weird. It's that weird <clears throat> behavioral thing of like once you own an item, you're unwilling to sell it, even if you wouldn't have bought it if you didn't have it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you wouldn't have bought that item for ten dollars, um, but you do have it, and you get the option to sell it for ten dollars, and you don't because you already own that item now. And it's like economically, it doesn't make any sense, right? Because if you weren't going to buy that item for ten in the first place, you should sell it for ten, right? Because you would never have bought it, right? Yeah. And there's like a lot of people use that kind of um, sort of fallacy, I guess, in their own gameplay, which is like, it's fine. Like, if you kill somebody and you pick up something that they have and you think, oh, I'll run that because it's fun, that's fine. But if you pick up like, you know, 200Ks worth of helmet and it sells for 100K and you would 
only ever normally spend 50k on a helmet then and you're trying to do things economically then you should sell the helmet and buy your 50k helmet twice you know that kind of thing like if you just want to like just run it and you got it and you think okay that's that's fine then and and it's fun then all well and good but um i guess it's like in tug of it's slightly different because you have to kind of say well i wouldn't have bought it at 200k but at 100k you say like well i'm gonna get 100k for it because it's half the right, value right right would i buy it for a hundred thousand you say, well, if not, I should probably sell it. If I would buy it for a hundred thousand, yeah, then, then I can run it. That's it. That's all right. And it's just like, how do you make, uh, how do you make peace with yourself? But, but yeah, I mean, yeah, going back to the container thing, like we've we've spoken about the container thing before. I think that items should be able to be t- brought in in a secure container. I don't think that once they've taken out, they should be able to go back in. I think that's the, that's my stance on the on the topic to stop people doing this like ammo dance thing because it's yeah, everybody does it. You can you have to do it because otherwise you just hemorrhage rubles on on rounds for no reason um but it doesn't i don't know it's like it doesn't help newer players i think it's a a sort of money saving thing for higher level players um and on that basis it should probably go away right because we don't really need that crutch yeah i mean specifically there higher level players you kind of refer to kappa right or what do you mean when you say higher level players? I guess anybody who's got like, I mean, because you can still do it with Epsilon, but it's basically it's people who are running like a lot of good rounds, you know, which I would say that most newer players aren't running it that way. Like you, this wouldn't like stopping that from happening wouldn't nerf the ability for you to bring in mags with good ammo at the top and top mm-hmm. load them out of the secure container with a stack of rounds that would remain right what would what would go away is the full mags getting cycled in and out of the inventory that was what would go away and that's yeah. what i don't like yeah you could have, you could bring one but then it means that once it's out then that then it's out yeah, it's but it's still like I don't know the container such. All right, well, we'll we'll jump. We'll do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to? Yeah, let's let's, let's loop back before we get directly um, too derailed. I wanted to talk about the AK buffs. Did yes. you see that? I want to talk about the AK buffs as well. So, so this is kind of plays into what you were talking about. How they've like sort of periodically have been buffing something, right? Mm. Um, like in previous patches, they buffed AKs. Like the recoil, the stocks, uh, not not the, not the stock, but like the base stats. I should I should say. Um, and then recently, just like the omega buff <laughs> to like all the AK base stats and the parts, like the Zukov stock. Um, I'm thinking of a meme. I don't know if I'll mention it. They buffed a lot of the the muzzle devices. Some of the pistol grips got buffed. Like now, the US Palm is just as good as the RK3. Just kind of interesting. You got a little bit more diversity in your looks, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah. What What did you think of it? So, I think this is absolutely necessary. AKs were complete garbage. <clears throat> yes, Whoa. they buffed some of the things before, the but they absolutely murdered the seven six two AKs. They murdered them. They murdered them. I did a whole video guide on 7.62 AKs, like refreshing it because I hadn't done one in ages. And my conclusion was just like they were borderline before and I just couldn't. I was just like, no, I can't use these. They're like you know, mid-60s. I think it was 66 recoil was the best that you could get any of the 7.62 AKs to at all. And it's like, yes, the fire rate's low. 
yes, that means that it does mitigate the recoil a little bit. But my seemingly, you know, single dislike of BP versus every other person on the entire planet, but like that combined with the fact that the recoil is 66, if you mod it out to the greatest extent, and the round is like good, but not amazing. It just didn't really work for me. However, with the bu- the buffs they've put in place, there, as you say, right, it is like an Omega buff. It is pretty insane. So I actually spent more time looking at the uh, 545 AKs, mostly, which is weird because I, I don't really run them that much. I, don't like them I was either. intrigued because the buffs are actually significant enough to put them into like decent recoil decent. territory, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I had a I had a quick look across the 762 AKs and you can get the um the AKMN actually is the one that you can get to the lowest now, which is now 56, which is a lot better. The AK103 gets 57, but it's um got a lot oh, higher. Oh, you were again. looking at the 762 uh, just quickly. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah just, just quickly. Yeah. So so those are now 57 and 56. The 103 has much higher ergo but one less recoil than the AKMN. Um, and then I was going through all the other ones, and I don't know whether you've come to the same conclusion as me, but the AK-74N is now the best one, the and the best recoil that you can get is 43. That's really good. Which is really good. This is actually really good. I'm really <laughs> pleased that they did this. Like, it's Obviously, it's not like Meta M4 level, but I built one today, and it costs you, what, 170k? If you've got all the traders or something like that? Like, Yeah, AK... AK meta AKs have generally been cheap to fully kit out yeah. with traders. With traders. Exactly. That's a caveat. With there. traders. With traders. With traders. Big yeah. caveat with traders. Because without traders, it ends up being I, I don't even know, honestly. It's probably the best part of half a mil. I swear, without traders, a meta HK is cheaper than a meta AK. I don't know why that's the case. That might not be true now, but I, I feel like there's a there's like a there's a point where it's like <laughs> it's like a meta hk is just dirt cheap at like early on in the wipe and then but everyone's like selling because i guess like people are in demand for the ak parts because ak's are plentiful early wipe. yeah that's kind of my yeah and there theory, is to mod but, too right i mean because i was yeah. actually when i first started playing i was very scared of the m4 and i, I find it very confusing as like a you know sure. non-rl guns person i just didn't yeah. really know how it went together and i found it very confusing Whereas the AKs is just like, AKs oh, well, everything's all pretty, connected, and you just, yeah. oh, it's just like PUBG. You just put a put a stock on, you put a mag on, a muzzle break, and uh, and some kind of red doll or optic, and that's it. And it easy. And then it or, sucks once you get over the the hurdle of the gas tube and the handguard. Then you go to the M4, and it's like, just turns it on his head. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, okay, I have absolutely yeah. no idea what's, what's going on here. What's the upper receiver? Why can't I find any parts when I link search this M4? It's great, dude. Yeah. I know, and like the barrels, and then all the things, yeah. having to know which Gas bits on which barrels. It's like a tree of parts, and you're just like, which part rough. goes on the which trees? Oh my god! So I, I remember that. I remember that keenly. Um, so maybe that's partly the reason people are building. You know, people are building those AKs from the flea market, and you know, maybe because like if you're on the flea, it means that you don't have level four traders, which means you're probably less experienced with the game in the first place. But you want to have the meta stuff, and so you go to the AKs because they're easiest to mod. You have to get less parts, and maybe there's a perception that um, that they're going to be cheaper. I mean, the one thing that still uh, I'm just unsure about the ammo with, with the 545 AKs, it's kind of what's tricky. For yeah. Me. Like, yeah. I want to have a look at like BS and Golnik and like they're, they're really expensive. They're really expensive. Sometimes um, you can get a Golnik for like sub 200K. Sometimes BS will be more expensive. I personally don't see a point in running BS over a Golnik. 
Um, so if you can get a Golnick for like 200k, I think it's like okay, but then it's still kind of yeah, like I 650 rate of fire. You know, I think it's the 17% frag chance on BS. I think that's the thing because I think you can two hit somebody seven like 17% of the time. I think, I think because you deal 100 damage. Hundred damage. Also, oh, you hit them three because twice. The BS is forty, and you hit them twice for eighty, and then you get one frag, which is a fifty percent buff on one of them. So that gotcha. that, make, that takes it to a hundred. And with twenty percent mitigation, yes, that's eighty. But I think your know, BS has got like decent pen, and so I don't know if the mitigation's that. Yeah, I just anyway, it's it's more damage. Like the the two rounds are basically interchangeable these days. Like it, they used to be a difference. How, when yeah, you had 80, eighty health. Um, and I like that, but then they got rid of that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and negated it so that's kind of gone but it doesn't matter they're both very very expensive and um, and i mm-hmm. think like it is literally bt after that isn't it yeah yeah it is bt after that and this is the thing that ak's have always kind of missed like an m855 a1 level pen thing um in the middle i have actually done started doing some work on these like pen thresholds thing by the way i'm gonna i'm gonna make a video about it oh good um, i look forward to at that some point. That's gonna be a good i think video. it's gonna be i think it's gonna be interesting and yeah it's basically scraping data out of battle buddy and by scraping <clears> i mean me sitting there going yes 53 i'd love to have access to the underlying database but i've got all the information that i need now at this point and it's interesting and so yeah having a the jump from bt to to bs is it's pretty crazy. Um, but one thing that I was looking at, interestingly, because I was like, hmm, what for, what is going to be like the best 74N? Because I might just run it a bit and just see what happens. So obviously when you get to 43 recall, you have to sacrifice a lot of stuff. Sure. And moving over to this, you know, the Zhukov stock, which was really, really good, but you can fit it on the 74N because it's a fixed stock. I mean, it's got crazy ergo now, so it's actually not quite as good on... It's not the best in slot for recall, but it's probably best in slot for, like, meta, overall Overall meta. stats, yeah. Yeah, and so you can get it to, like, really, really good ergo. I think, like, do I have it? Oh, God, where is, where is it? I've got it here, actually, yeah. So you can get uh, da, 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 48 recoil with a 65 ergo with a 60 rounder. That's if you probably can, like, the build I have, yeah. Yeah, so it's, like, sh- uh, shift grip yeah. and... Zhukov, yeah, yeah, that's what. Um, I, and then with the Troy, there was another one, yeah, with the Troy, yeah, because because it, it's all about the Troy and the RRD, um, the, the RRD these days. So like the Troy handguard is like by far the best because it doesn't interfere with the um the receivers. You can still use all the receiver cover, so you can still use the Bastion on there. Yep, which is a, a weird thing actually that I noticed last stream. Actually, I noticed this before, but it's, I, I'd only really discussed it publicly last time I was on stream and looking at one of the mods for the 7.62 AKs and saying, well, there used to be that, um, I can't remember what the other one's called. Oh, it's got like, it's got a three letter. It's like P, PD something. PDC. Oh, there's a, there's a, that's the one, the higher tier um, cover, which has now got one less ergo than the Bastion and the Bastion is like way cheaper. So it's just very weird what they've done there. Can we talk um, about that some more? Yeah. Unless there was something you wanted to add. Before. Well, the, okay. The only, okay. Let's let me just let me just finish my point. Yeah, go so ahead. The only go thing ahead. I was going to add first was I was like, okay, so we have got forty-eight recoil and sixty-five ergo from doing all these things. That's pretty sick. But what happens now if we use the new cheap chest rig, which is three? It's got three slots. So it's got oh two God. threes and two twos. You're doing the thing use, I'm doing. And use the and use the forty-five rounder. Forty-five rounder gang. Ergo yes, instead. you get. That's literally what I was thinking about. The sixties suck so much. Beep because. 
they have like an 80% pin on packing your mags, whereas the 45s, no penalty. It's only a 20% check speed modifier. So you're basically trading 15 bullets to get an extra 8 ergo compared to the 60s. And you completely negate the packing speed. I love yeah. the 45 rounders. For specifically yeah. that that gun. Uh, or that caliber, I should say. Yeah, exactly. And it's really good. The, the issue is, or the issue was, was that there were very, very few rigs. And there still are, to be honest. There mm-hmm. were very few rigs that actually allow you to use those three slots. So it used to be basically there was like... Um, there was those two, the two barterable rigs, the M1 and M2. I think that have the three, the three slots and the TV 110. But all of those are level four. So if you don't want to use level four, the only thing you could do was um, the equivalent. There's like a non-armored like M1 equivalent, um, which which you can wear. But that was the only one I think. But now there's a budget one. It's a really cheap budget one, um, which you can run and it's got. A- it's like the bank robber, but with an extra. Yeah, slot. it's like yeah, two threes yeah. and two twos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is which is cool. Um, I I like it. I like it a lot. So you can run like a forty-five in the gun, a forty-five in the rig, because that's like ninety bullets. That's, that's a lot of bullets. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's how I feel. It's pretty good. Yeah, and then you can take like, you know, a med kit or something in the two things in the middle, or just just yeah, another like a thirty rounder if you if you want to if you're feeling sure. a bit, you know light on rounds. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. So that's kind yeah. of like, yeah, that, that's kind of my thoughts. I'm on glad it. you like, brought this, that up. This is sick. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, people will be like, "Why are you using that?" I'm like, guys, I'm telling you, it's really good. Just believe me, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to. I was trying to go through like what, at one point. I was like trying to make the the 45s work. This is like ages yeah. ago, and I was like, I'll just have one in my gun, and then when I reload, I'll just drop it. But it's fine because I'll always get it back on insurance. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll just like keep cycling them through because the first time I reload, I just like end up switching to thirties. Yeah. Um, but I think it's nice now. I think it's nice. And um, I was having a, I had a quick look at some of the others too. Cause like really like it's RID and Troy for everything. And then the ones that are really good are the fixed stock ones. Cause that allows you to, mm-hmm. um, that allows you to use like, yeah, the Zhukov or you can use like any four, like to get the meta one, it's like any four meta cross PRS gen three to get to like the lowest. But you lose cool, but so much ergo for a couple yeah, points. I don't you. think it's worth it. It just destroys you. So um, you mentioned the um, PDC earlier, right? Yes. How it used to like minus one. It used to be the best in slot. And then yeah, and expensive. at the start, was it this wipe um, back in December? They just like, they were like, hey, <laughs> we're going to change up the meta and shake yes. it up. So expect to see, you know, a lot of different, you know, not the same parts. And then you just look at the AKs and they just got absolutely dumpstered on. Because effectively what they did, they were like, all right, all these parts are interchangeable. Um, well, now the Bastion's basically the only one you can use because it gives you just that one extra point of ergo. But... They didn't change the prices or like where they unlock on the traders. So it makes complete zero sense. It's like, it, and then now they did the same thing with the Troy. They're like, okay, we're just going to randomly like, <laughs> Hey, Dimitri. Yes. We need a, we need a patch change, a balance change. Okay. Throws a dart at the board. <laughs> um, Zukov stuff. Buff. Troy. <laughs> Buff. <laughs> it's completely <laughs> random. Yeah. Because it's it level four, you unlock both from mechanic, and the CMDR is twice the cost. And now has the Troy has one, gives you one more recoil control. 
Yeah. But why would you I think more ergo? I would think because it's one of those like comedy. I think they're the same. I actually did. Oh, are they the same? Okay. I think so. Um, if I recall. Yeah, why would you use that one over the other one? Right. Like, I mean, sure. If you like the look of an, you know, one or the other, sure. I mean, fine. Yeah. But that's like, that's its own thing. But to be fair, like they've done, this has happened previously too. I guess like, and this is the thing, right? I'm like not that worried about them not worrying about balance at this stage. But it mm-hmm. is strange when they do come in and say, oh, we're going to mix it up just because we want to. And then they just like, it's, I mean, it's hard, right? Balancing is hard, especially if you're not a, a oh. game studio that's like used to balancing, right? Um, but like, I mean, I don't mind, but when they came and redid all the stuff, the same stuff that you were talking about in the first place, and they rebalanced all the stocks, and I was just like, oh, MOE Carbine, this is now the best stock in the game on basically every gun or in, in any time you can fit it. Just use that. Like, uh, you I... unlock it at Peacekeeper 3, and you unlock the butt pad at Peacekeeper 3. It's got the second highest recoil out of all of the like M4 platformy type stocks. Just one less than the PRS, which has absolutely god awful ergo. Like we know. Yeah, that's a good example as well. M- MOE, yeah, for sure. And it's by far the best. And it's a Peacekeeper 3. So once you it's get to like, Peacekeeper 3, you never need to buy another stock again if you're using like the ADART, the M4, the HK. Did that even K. change? When they did the that patch, did that stock even get touched? No, and I think okay, what happened, it felt it cracks. What I think happened, yeah, is that they looked at all the stocks and thought, yeah, this looks okay, but forgot it takes the pad, and the pad takes three mm. extra recoil off when you add it, and so it makes it really good, like really good. Is it three? I think it's three. I hope I'm not. I hope I'm not telling. No, no. Here. I think you're right. I was think. I was thinking about. I have it the... here actually. Yeah, it's yeah. Because if you look at it, if you look at it in the series, right? So Magpul POS Gen Three is like 34, and the B5 Precision is 34. And you look all the way to the end. High standard M4SS is 27. UBR Gen Two is is uh, 33, and then like the Fab Defense ones are like 29. AK is like 30, right? And so this one MOE Carbon is 30 on its own. So you can imagine them just being like, okay, <clears throat> it's kind of like in the middle somewhere and it's mechanic three. Okay, that kind of makes sense. But then the recoil pad gives you minus 3% recoil on top and another two ergo. And it just makes it just way better. So the, the, the comparable, right, was the HKE1, which used to be the best in slot, right, before they buffed the PRS randomly. And the HKE1 is 37% recoil reduction. If you include that, that's if you include the buffer tube, actually. but let's just say for argument's sake you do the SI advanced with with the 4% on it. So that's got like a recoil reduction of like 37 all in and then 6 ergo. Whereas MOE Carbine maxed out is like 37% and 12 ergo. So it's like significantly better than what should be the best in slot. And I think it fell through the cracks as you say. Yeah. What's the stats on the MO without the butt pad? Without it, it is uh, 30% recoil reduction and 8 ergonomics. Okay, that makes because now I'm thinking what they did is they saw CTR stock, like you said, they forgot it took a butt pad because mm-hmm. the CTR stock is a fountain rate only one that's 32 right. recoil, 10 ergo. Yes, so that makes total sense. Exactly, and so with the with the pad, it takes the mo carbine to 33 and 10, so it's one better one recoil than the finding raid one, and you can mm-hmm. just buy it at level three. So it makes the the CTR one completely redundant entirely yeah yeah and it used to be it used to be more it used to be 40 or 50k <laughs> right finding rate only and people you know it was the meta one because of the very small increase you know it's like the red the red uh buffer tube kind of mm-hmm. thing um 
find a very only very marginal difference in in benefit, but people use See, it just for kind of the bling. That I can understand, but I don't understand how you don't have like a a, a spreadsheet and you have the Troy and the dealer and the price and the stats and the CMDR. Like I can understand how maybe you would have like the butt pad listed in like the butt pad section. Yeah, you know, it's just like I I don't know. Stuff like that really bothers me. Used it, and then we're just like, man, this is our favorite. <laughs> oh my god! Like I'm not even kidding. That's probably what happened. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on, dude? But all that said, yeah, it's nice that they've buffed these things because for sure, for sure, five or five AKs, and also the AKs in general AKs really deserved. Well, the seven six twos just needed some kind of redemption from just the the, yeah. the pit of hell that Nikita they put them in. Killed them, man. They took yeah. the Zuto- the Zukov stock and just like nerfed the stats completely. Um, yeah, I think yeah, exactly. they even and changed. That was the thing that me before about that is that that was just like, oh, that's the one stock that you get yes. to make the recoil like bearable. And they were just like, no recoil reduction, loads of ergo. And I'm just like, ergo was not the problem on this weapon. Like that was not the issue. You know, you could have a 100 ergo AK, and it's still impossible to hit anybody at 100 meters. <laughs> yeah. And I will say they've done a good job of making the like tube adapter and like the art, like the fixed stock um, where you can put like buffer tubes on the AK. Um, They've made that more competitive. Um, So they've done a good job in that department because that was another one of my complaints. Crap before that was just like they're all bad. You literally. Yeah. yeah, you just go standard stock, rubber butt pad, and then Zukov. That was like the gap. Because if you went anything else, you were paying more for less. It was like such a bad yeah, deal. Exactly. That being said, you just reminded me that it's important to remember how good the standard stock and rubber butt pad actually is. Sometimes it's better. It's very close most of the time. And it's like only a little bit worse than the equivalent like folding one if you get mm-hmm. like the pt1 or something like it's not much worse i mean recoil yeah. wise very similar ergo wise yeah you do get a bit extra for yeah. getting a nice stock but yeah recoil wise which is kind of what most people care about first and foremost um it's it's very good it's when very, i was very good. playing around i can't remember which ak's it might have been the like aks 74 um the one that's got like the 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 metal folding stock yeah, you put the butt pad on that. It actually has like just one less recoil than the PT lock, mm. whatever the good one was. I can't. I don't know if it was that one, but anyways. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah the, I think the one the one that like caught the short end of the stick. I, I don't know whether I, I actually because I never really used this guy before, so I'm not sure whether it um is was any good previously. But the AK105 is now just really bad. It's just no one should ever use this to be honest it's not like it's got the worst base recoil out of all of them i think it's because it's Mm -hmm. shorter but it can't take the troy because it's a 105 and it's like okay the yeah it's the troy meta now it's the troy meta and it has a folding stock so you can't get anything good on it either so it's like pt3 plus like oh i guess i'll use the b30 with the b33 combo which is like a weird a weird combo, which is actually not that far off, honestly. It's not. It's not that. Is that far the off. one that's the rail with the plus one? It, it's it's the one. The, which is it is the like, Zenit? Uh yeah, it is. Yeah, it's the it's a weird one. It's the one that fits with. So there's the B thirty three cover, 
which yeah. is actually the best in slot cover, but it doesn't but it work only fits with on certain handguards. Yeah, yeah. It works with anything. It works with this B30, which is the best one. And I think it also works with the, is it the CAA. I think it works with the CAA yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. There's like two that it works with. And this is one of them. And this is actually not too bad. And I think it's only, I think it's half of recoil less than the old combo of CMDR mm-hmm. plus Bastion. Mm-hmm. But now with Troy, it's just like, yeah, it stayed the same, and everything else has just fallen away in, in yeah. terms of recall. And so this this thing can only get to fifty two now on the one hundred five, which like it, it's it's okay, it's okay. But it just didn't really benefit from the changes, as far as I can tell. So all the I others hope- are better, honestly. All the others are better. AKS seventy four N, AKS seventy four seventy four seventy four N seventy four M, they're all better. I hope one day that short guns become more viable if things like ergo matter more weight um yeah because i think it'd be really cool to have to like choose between make a hard choice between like a really long gun that has low recoil or a really short gun that makes you more maneuverable but has you know higher ergo right kind of like spreading that gap between because honestly i feel like as long as you're in the 40 to 60s like any gun will work, in my opinion. Pretty much, yeah. I, I did some. I did actually did some like ergo testing, and it just ended up grinding my soul down. And I didn't find anything interesting enough to really like put put into anything specific about that topic. I might do maybe at some point in the future, but like I, I did a whole bunch, and like the testing is actually really painful too. I think mm. that's the one thing that I underestimated how annoying it is to try and test ergo and weight because it's just like what you really want to do is you want to have everything the same. And have like the same ergo with different weights, and have the same weights with different ergos. But it's actually very difficult to get the combination of attachments and everything that makes sense. But like what it seemed to me, there were some interesting effects that I didn't actually realize were in place. And I've like scattered a few bits into a few of my videos here and there where I thought they were interesting. One of them being like the SKS when I was looking at the the close range builds for Punisher Six. Um, there's a I did a side by side comparison of ADSing. Um, one versus another with like low low uh, recoil because the uh, sorry low ergo because the SKS is quite a heavy weapon in the first place. I think it does actually make more difference as to your ADS um, animation than with another gun. So even if you've got bad ergo on a light weapon, it doesn't matter as much. Like the time might be bad, really? but at least the animation is normal on the SKS because it's so heavy. Hmm. When you ADS your reticle actually overshoots and comes back if your ergo is really bad, which is interesting. super interesting. I didn't realize this was the case. Um, and that's, that, is, that is quite interesting. So then like on, on heavy guns with low ergo, it like absolutely sucks, like super, super sucks. But once you get up to like the top levels, once it's like 60 ergo, 80 ergo, there's like, you know, you're talking like a couple of frames of difference in terms of ADS speed. And it just hardly seems to matter too much. Like I, I tried doing some testing with, the the easiest way I found to do it, it only gives you two data points, which is unfortunate, but it allows you to test quick, which is you take a 100 round mag for an M4 mm-hmm. and you load it in the gun and you test it and then you fill it with bullets and test it again. So that gives you the same ergo, but different weight. And that's the easiest that's way smart. to test the weight effect. Um, but it's it's painful. The, the testing is really painful. So yeah, it seemed to be like at the top end, it didn't really matter so much. And I also found some really weird effect, which I also couldn't find a proper use for, which is that there seems to be some kind of like fixed buff for not actually having a stock and just running a buffer tube in terms of the ADS speed of your gun. 
which is really weird. And I ended mm. up going down this rabbit hole for like half an hour. And then I was like, no one's going to run this. It has a hundred recoil and stopped. But I thought that was randomly interesting nonetheless. Now so is the I stock think- out or is it folded? I it was an M4 and I removed the stock okay. completely and just had the the naked the buffer tube, tube yeah. sticking out. It's like the Call of Duty like top level style one, you know, the stupid the stupid COD one where you've got no stock but you're like, oh, it's super light and super you know ergonomic because it doesn't hmm. have a stock, which is pretty. I mean, it's it's, it's pretty laughable, but yeah. So there's I I don't know. I think it's more complicated than I gave it credit for. Um, but it would be nice. I, it would be better to be able to see because, like, weight at the moment just doesn't really seem. It seems to do do things in a way that I didn't that I didn't expect, or, or it does like unexpected things. And sometimes it seems to matter a lot, and sometimes it doesn't seem to matter at all. I think it would be nice to see something more consistently. I mean, I'm not expecting them to put like a metric of what is my ADS speed, and that's a combination of like weight and ergo. But it's difficult to to know right what's the difference between those two things and like how much weight do you need to get rid of to to make to make it more of an advantage because it's like that would be another thing that would make the 60 rounders not as good because 60 rounds inside a mag attached to a gun is really heavy like really heavy so one thing that you know came to realize i think it's like if you fill a, a 100 round mag with it it's like one and a half kilograms of of stuff maybe even more maybe even more it's like between like one and a half and two kilos i think of, of ammo which is sticking at the bottom of a gun which you know you can make an m4 that functions <clears> and is holdable for like two kilos so you can make one with like the ammo the same weight as the weapon itself but yeah it'd be it'd be good if they did more like that i i think they should increase they should continue to increase the ergonomics advantages for guns that are lighter and short and continue to make it well it's probably actually in an okay place for ones that are long with suppressors and that kind of thing it's already pretty slow right now I think it's just odd that you have a system where one system is percentage-based and the other one is a flat value. Like, essentially, one ergo equals, like, what, 0.1 millisecond or something? I don't know. I'm just guessing. But, like, when you, like, make these choices on these mods, you're essentially choosing between, like, a percentage and, like, a flat value. So if, like, your base flat value of ergo is in, like, the 40s, you know what I mean? It's just like, don't, it's not like, or I should, maybe we should go backwards. If, if your ergo is in like the eighties, like 10 extra ergo isn't going to like, yeah, it's already at 80. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, But like if you're at 80 recoil and it's like 3% recoil reduction, like that's probably like, seven points off you know what i mean like it's just like the two metrics are like different like i almost would like to see them be more similar like percentage based kind of yeah i sort of see what you mean because like it's sort of what we talked about ages ago in that as recoil gets lower adding more recoil on makes it even lower as a percentage to what it was before you put the mod on whereas like ergo is a bit like pen in that once you can you know do the thing another 10 doesn't really matter. You know, 80 ergo to 90 ergo doesn't really matter. 80 pen to 90 pen doesn't matter. You're still killing people. So it doesn't, it doesn't really make any difference there. Um, it would be, it would be good. It would be good to see that. Yeah. It doesn't seem to me like weight makes enough difference and it doesn't give you enough of it. I actually don't like, as I said, I don't mind the way that it is for heavy, heavy weapons. It does seem that like think, yeah, if you're trying to use the suppressor on the SVD and it's, you know, 
full 20 rounder of, of ammo and all this kind of stuff and you've got like a bunch of you know scopes on it and whatever it performs really really badly in terms of adsing but i don't think you get enough of benefit for having a light gun that's easy that's nice to handle yeah, exactly um, that's the thing it needs to increase the upper end i think to make it i have a zero ergo sa58 it's got the suppressor drum mag you know max mesa 2 prs stock it's max rk2 it's max max recoil reduction and as long as i'm like sprinting and adsing it's fine like it's totally usable and i know what you're talking about when you like stand still on ads and the gun's heavy at like low ergo because yeah. it literally just like swings up and then it has to like settle like it's really yeah. weird actually but if you're moving you kind of like bite like you speed up that process it's really weird how that works but that, that's yeah, like a I whole did, different issue. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. I actually saw that on your video, and I didn't realize that is the way it worked. Um, See, I'm still not convinced that's a... It could just be a visual thing. Yeah. But even if it's a visual thing... Yeah, even if it's a visual thing, it just feels better, right? I think Even if it's like, like visually... Yeah. Um, uh what's the word line of sights uh pick picture like it just makes it's just a clearer sight picture even if it's like the same speed ads speed yeah, it like just feels feel visually more better confident placing your reticle on the opponent during the animation it makes the animation better even if it's the same yes that's my point yeah 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 i mean it looked better to me it looked good to me to if me were... it always so basically better. like if you're sprinting and then you ads in the middle of the sprint it feels like it's snappy, right? Feels like it's snappy. I, I think like the reason it. why, I, yeah, the reason why I haven't felt it a lot is that normally, if I'm doing that kind of gameplay, I usually have a really light weapon anyway, mm-hmm. so I never normally feel it. Try it with like a meta M4 with like forty, fifty ergo, mm. or like a zero ergo SA58. Like it's it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of insane, but um, yeah, I was very tempted actually to try some of these like near zero or very low recoil weapons and just point fire them just never bother adsing just use a laser and just point fire people with them because they can be super good that way but yeah point fires i don't know i love it and, and hate it at the same time it's totally it's viable good, it's good it's good it's good it's good a lot of the time sometimes it sometimes it's a bit tricky um what else was there anything else you wanted to speak about, about ak's i think i'm i'm kind of i'm sort of done on that topic i think it's um yeah it's an interesting it's an interesting one and it's a good balance change i think but i think that's i think that's i think that's that oh yes i had one one thing that i wanted to mention which is about we talked last time about ghost footsteps mm-hmm. yeah how i had never had them ever <laughs> and then you stream and <laughs> and then i streamed and then the very first raid i went into i got ghost footstep but that being said i only get one and I get one right at the start of the raid. It's always at the start of the raid, I notice. Yeah. and But I haven't had any more. And maybe that's just coincidental because I haven't been near scav spawning or something just because of where I've been going or whatever. But like, I've only heard those one single steps at the beginning mm-hmm. so far. So I don't know really whether that's, you know, whether that's just me or, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to see. I mean, apparently people are getting it with Steam Audio off anyway. So, I mean, I love that's Steam weird Audio. because I, I, don't, I don't game anymore. And you turned it off. Yeah. I haven't touched it for that reason. And it's yeah. still no foot. It's weird. Because it's weird. like, it's so loud. Like the ghost footstep. At least for me, it yeah. was when I had Steam Audio. It's like, done, like someone's right next to you. 
Yeah, it's like right next to you. It's like yeah. very scary. Like, there's no like I would notice that if so. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just I don't know what it is. Like I just I don't know. Something's weird. Yeah, it's very Something odd. I, I think it must be just the way that like when they've inserted the module into the game. They've done something to the whole audio module. But it's weird, though, that then you don't get it. I don't know. It's this inconsistent. It's, you know, it's, yeah. It's dark it could be hardware issue. It could be, like, setups. It could be... It's, like, everything, like, a perfect yeah. storm. Like, it's it's so many things. Um, something I want to mention is over in Rustland, they are updating their Unity engine, which if you didn't know, Unity is the engine that um, Tarkov also operates on. And they are updating it to HD high dynamic pipeline rendering. Um, okay. And the graphical upgrade is kind of insane. So I don't oh, know if really? this is Unity 19. Um, and I watched a Nolan video about the... He did like a video a little bit ago specifically on like what's Unity 19 because apparently he is a... He used to work in the game development industry. And he has friends he keeps up with who are in the industry and actually work on Unity games. Nice. Which I think is like super interesting. I would love to talk to him more. Um, and he mentioned some, something to the effect of better rendering pipeline. Um, so that being said, Parkov already looks great with what I've seen in Rustland. It's gonna be mind blowing if it's like, because it's like actually like Russ always kind of had like a, I dare say like a Fortnitey look, like it's a little cartoony, you know, it has like a yeah. certain look to it. This was just like it just took it like the their foilage, the foliage, like the the materials, like the sand on the beach looked wet and like it was like like wow. super high detail, like it looked really good. like I was really blown away. So, so you're thinking like imagine that in NFT, which already looks really good. Yeah, it's gonna be like it's gonna be insane because like I think that was the big thing is they get like new materials, which I guess materials is like how the texture presents itself, if that makes any sense. Mm. Um so yeah, it's it's gonna look so good, dude. That is like cool. I can already see it like rain on like cars is gonna look like a, a slick wet car. Like it's it's just gonna look insane, dude. I can't wait. Amazing, yeah. So good. Uh, if if that's the case, if that's what we can expect, so I don't know. Let's hope so. That's something hope so. I thought I mean, was interesting. Yeah, the game looks super cool already. Actually, yeah, it really, it really does. Like sometimes I take a step back and I'm just like, wow, it, it looks amazing. It looks so good. The feel <laughs> of the game is super, super good. Sometimes it's cool. I actually have a friend who um, works on Unity games as well, so I should actually ask him more, more about stuff. Hey, can you fix this game now? <laughs> <laughs> His uh, his resounding comment was, "I'm astounded that this game even runs." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. So that was uh, that was that was his uh, that was his understanding of it, saying like, "Yeah, Unity. It's an interesting one." All right, I, I think it's quite. In- yeah, it's just, uh, all I was going to say then is, it, I think it's quite interesting how because they're so big that they actually do obviously like work with them directly because they're like the biggest game on Unity. So it's like Unity's like, yeah, go on, go on guys, like we'll work with you and help you fix yeah, stuff. Which is quite for cool. Sure. It's quite cool being like you know the big boy in the, in the playground in in one particular uh, in one particular engine. For sure, because I I feel like the graph like that's graphics have always been like something that is like uh, just like defines a game like um you know 
Super Mario 64. No one ever did like a three. That was like the first true 3D thing that like broke. That was like genre defining. You know what I mean? So graphics are always like sort of like getting people into the door. So that makes total sense why they would want to be like really supportive of that because Tarkov looks great. Looks really good. Um, got time to talk about hatchet running. <laughs> oh yes, yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. So I bestowed upon myself the responsibility of getting into the mind of the hatchet runner. So what I did is I hatchet run for two hours on interchange. And I wanted to see how much money I can make. And then for another two hours, I ran budget kits and you know hit caches. Um, and I would say it's very interesting. So some of the things I noticed was A... Hmm, how do I say this? <laughs> I almost feel like I have a buddy that can sort of corroborate this with me, but it's all anecdotal, obviously. But I feel like they've nerfed spawns, like really, like rare spawns a lot. Okay. Because, man, like... yeah, we used to like, we used to like speed run the map, like a couple, like last swipe, man, before the, I think it happened sometime in the new year. But I mean, we would come out like one time. My buddy came out with like two graph, no, three graphics cards and like a couple of Tetrises, and he didn't have his his gamma was full. He had to keep the Tetrises in his like it was <laughs> insane. It was an insane, you know what I mean? Um, that being said, I did find two in one raid on Hatchet Running. But my first run, I only got one graphics card, and I got eleven runs down in two hours. Yeah, um, okay. and I made a mistake. I really like figured out sort of my because when I thought of hatchet running how I looked at it is I was like that looks really not fun <laughs> I don't know if that's how you say that <laughs> I didn't think it'd be fun at all right and for me personally it really wasn't fun per se but it was like more and I think it, I think if you're like really into mid-maxing it could be fun for you Hmm. Um, and we talked about the little bit about the last podcast, but like I was really wanting to like video edit while queuing because I I haven't done all the the math, but I'm pretty sure I spent just as much time playing as I did queuing. So I feel like you could totally like multitask this thing and and grind. Um, did you find your queue times were insane at times? Sometimes, or... yeah, because like. I tried to do, I did actually run some raids this week mm-hmm. um, where I was doing other things and uh, I went to, I did actually go and reload the Mosin for a bit because I was like, I want to get these sniper quests up because I can't actually buy M61 off Peacekeeper and it would be nice to be able to do so. But yeah, I need to come sure. the thing where you have to get, I think you have to, which one, it's one of the sniper level, but you need to get really to get level five first before you want to do that if you want to max it out and not have to grind level eight to nine manually, which, oh my God, I can't imagine how much boring that is so this is the best way of doing it and so i tried to do that but one of them i was just like you know i was like where's what i've been like working away on something else for ages it's like where's my raid and i like alt tabbed back in and i was just like nine minutes and 30 seconds counting mm. for shoreline and i was like man really like oh my god so i just like canceled it and i went back but yeah did you have any that like took ages like it does seem to take at least four or five minutes at Evan least was one of the higher ones i can't mm. say for sure but because how long were your hatchet runs? Do most of them end in death? I haven't. Well, death's the goal. The one 
the one I figured out surviving was not beneficial. Like one time I tried to survive and sure I killed scavs and looted scavs, but it's just scav gear that's like pennies. It's actually really interesting. I found a lot of ways you can really gamify the system. So you're so, not even trying to sell the stuff on the flea. You're trying to keep the GPUs for your own. Your oh, own, yeah, 100%. Uh, I mean, it's, it's actually really interesting. Um, I was talking to a buddy, and we basically said it's like money laundering. So I figured out that, say a power cord, right? Power cord, I put it in my container, I die. It only vendors for like 8,000 ruples, right? Yeah. And you say, wow, that's really bad. You know, that sucks. That's like good game design, right? Or whatever. Whatever. The game design is not the right word, but whatever. I can take two power cords, which is effectively four slots, wash it through the hideout to make yeah. eight found and raid wires, which, you know, basically just out of nowhere creates 80k ruples. Hmm. Um, PSUs. I almost had enough parts to craft a defib from hatchet running. I only had to buy the um the power the power bank thing. Um barter items, it's effectively the same as if I bought it off the flea market, right? Cuz it if I was going to buy that barter with that item, you know, it's like I kind of see what you mean. So you There's... have in mind a list of items that are either for barters that you're going to use or things that you can use in crafts to launder to create finding raid items out of items that aren't finding raid that meant that you didn't need to survive to bring them out. Yep. And it's like found in raid does. It's definitely not like it was before, right? Um, but you can see how like the issue wasn't found in raid not being in the game. You know what I mean? Because like I said, death is the goal. I brought a nade to kill myself in case I couldn't run and find a scav or someone to kill me. <laughs> and half the time, I figured out the nade was actually more useful to de-aggro the scavs. Because sometimes they would charge me, and I would have to throw it at them to like freak their AI out, and then I could just run past them again, you know? So it's like, I just... I don't know, man. It's like, I feel like they're they're attacking the symptoms and not the problem. And in my opinion, the container is just completely busted. Like I'm, I'm convinced dude, I'm convinced the container, like I feel really bad because I, I, I can see their thought process, right? Like it, it comes from a place of love, you know, like we don't want to like completely yeah. kill the player. Here's like a way you can like diminish your losses. Right. But when I was doing my budget runs, I was literally thinking to myself, because I tried, I said this time, okay, let me just run in the mall. Like, I did some cash runs, and it was, like, similarly profitable, because I only got one graphics card yeah. that day. Um, so I made about, I think I made more money, actually, on, on the budget cash runs. Um, and there's so much I could say. So, And then I started going to the mall, and I realized, I was like, man, I'm literally hatchet running with a gun. Because I'm going to go to the loot and I'm going to shove it up my butt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and you've got a budget kit on and because you're running around like a headless chicken, you might you're probably gonna die anyway. It's the same it's literally the same thing. And like my buddy, that's that's what he does, right? He doesn't play the game anymore, but back when he was playing he was an interchange main and he filled his entire farm up, Giga, 
all 50 cards with GPs they died with. <laughs> I got I got burnt out at like 20. I was like, dude, I can't keep playing this. Like, I got burnt out. But he kept going, dude. And he's insanely wealthy. Like, he's he had, like, yeah. But it's just like. And I was like, Kevin, why don't you why don't you hatch it run? Like, you should try this. He was like, I can literally do the same thing, but have a gun and fight someone, which is fun for him. Yeah. You know, but it's like it's literally the same mentality. You know what I mean? One on one hand, hatchet running, how I look at it, you're lowering your skill input. Um, like there is some skill to hatchet running. Don't get me wrong. Like I don't want to like diminish min maxing map knowledge, things of that nature. But the goal is death there, right? And you're basically just playing a numbers game. I'm trying to crank out as many raids as I can in two hours to get a GPU and put it in my butt. Whereas, like, on the flip side of that, if you go in fully geared, now you're putting kind of like how you mentioned a while ago, which I love to talk about, is like you're like playing poker. You're like betting, wagering all this gear, right? So now you have to factor in more of the skill component. Yeah. You're, you know, it's just like, I don't know, man. I mean, this is like, my i'm you know i'm I'm not a hatchet runner i I didn't have time to do any raids i was interested to do it because yeah as you say there's some skill there right it's like i would have to kind of go and learn those routes learn the ways to avoid people that kind of thing were you going in with a pistol by the way or are you literally just going in with a hatchet and a nade your hatchet i won okay. a hatchet fight by the way like the point that I <laughs> undefeated champion and res yeah come that, at me that's, that's when you know that you've made it as a you know as a, as a naked boy with the red rebel um yeah, no, but but there's kind of that thing, right? Of like, if you're wearing the gear, you are slower, right? There is there is that element. If you're doing a, a budget or even a geared run to go to those places, and oh, I will, I can fight off other PMCs because I've got my, you know, I've got my gear. I just, it's just different, right? Because like, yeah, if you're hatchet running, you're wearing nothing. Did you you didn't do SJ six, did you? My first time, I did, and you I did. Okay. I only have like forty endurance, um, and I. I for me, I don't think SJ six worth doing unless you're really low level. Then it's absolutely worth doing because I didn't really right. feel the difference. It helps because you get like a slightly more regen yeah. over time. Like it helps, but like mainly it's just really spawn dependent. Like mm. there's all the highway is like bad hatchet running spawns. <laughs> They're bad yeah. spawns in general, right? <laughs> but you're um, just miles away from like all yeah, the like spawning Emrecom or like in between power and Emrecom. Um, it's just like the one like, up by railway, I can imagine, is really bad. Oh, yeah, that like one's miles yeah, away. Yeah. You just run in and like you try to hit a store, but you're probably dead by the time you get there. Like, yeah, you just reset. But it's fine because you lost nothing. Like nine thousand rubles to heal from therapists is, and and all this just makes me believe that like I wouldn't recommend hatchet running if you're like a new player and starting the game because a you're you're not going to be learning like. I would say you would hatchet run to make money, right? But once you make that money, you're going to have to, like, scav is a much better way to do both, make money and, like, learn how to shoot your gun and, like, play the game, right? Yeah. Um, But I actually think hatchet running is great if you're, like, a high-level player because now you have all the stuff you can filter it through the hideout with to make even more money. You got um all the trader barters unlocked. 
yeah presumably you have a farm player like you don't have any of this stuff and so it's not even worthwhile you're like what am i going to do with a gp that's not finding raid i mean you could still hold on to it yeah sure later like it just doesn't do anything it's not immediately valuable to you at that moment it still holds its value but that's very interesting yeah it's very interesting but that i guess you do see most hatchet runners are like level 30 plus they're usually high level i noticed i i started checking their dog tags because I used to be like a hatchet runner shamer, you know, I was like, oh, this guy's hatchet running. He's level 40, <laughs> gross. But now, like to me, I could totally recommend hatchet running. Dude. I feel like it's super <laughs> viable. If that's how you want to spend your time, it it totally pays off. You lose nothing. You lose nothing. Like it's it's pretty much impossible to lose on that. Yeah, I think that's the killer for me. It's just like the the amount of loading, the loading time, and yeah, the not being able to fight someone back. And like for me, it's just not the way. It's not the the way that I l- enjoy to play the game. I want to be able to fight back. I don't want to yeah. just run in and grab gear. And and I think yeah, given the position that I was or I'm in, I'm still in of being a, an early hideout upgrader. The money thing is not really a problem, and so I've never really felt incentivized to do so. You know, push me into the corner, you know, in, at a different time. Everyone's a different different person in a different place, different stage in the wipe, join late, whatever. You know, who knows? I'm I'm not going to say never. I'm not going to say that I wouldn't do it. You know what I mean? Like if it's the most efficient way to use your time. Um, but yeah, I mean the the raid loading in thing absolutely kills me. I just like, oh god, it's such a waste yeah. of time. Such a waste of time. So if, if you've got plenty of time, then that's it's not really that big a deal, especially if you're doing other stuff. You're just like chatting to people or because I guess that's the thing, right? Because you're not really playing. You could just be yeah, like discord with your mates, just like chatting you away. Can... Like even if people aren't playing anything, you can just do whatever or, you know, watch podcast or Netflix. Like, yeah, there's there's matter. there's some involvement. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I can like take down W and F, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like, you know, yeah. Imagine if you could just take down W and have like a, a device or mechanism that just spammed F. <laughs> just hoover <laughs> up yeah. GPUs on an automated pathway. That's you just reminded me of something of really random. Did you do you ever play one some of those like track mania maps, which are like the press forward ones? And they were like really convoluted. They were kind of like the, the sort of like a track mania equivalent of you know one of those like uh, Rube Goldberg machines where like you press you like push a yeah. ball and then it hits the thing and then it like moves all the stuff. Maybe. It's like the track mania equivalent of that where like you literally you just press W <laughs> and it just goes and it's so and like the map is like insane, but because obviously it's like programmatically perfect. Yeah. Um, and there's no real randomness in in Trackmania. You just go through all these like crazy loops and spins and whatever, and you literally just hold down That's W cool. and just like enjoy it like a roller coaster. And you just reminded me of that when you said you know that about about interchange and you know hatchet running, just tape down W with F and off you go and just like through all these crazy loops, pick up a graphics card, you know, yeah, chase after this scav. No, it's, it's uh, uh, yeah, that's the other thing I forgot. You can the the um everything that goes in a hideout doesn't require found and raid so like yes i feel like you could you could make the mistake of saying oh the hideout's the problem well it's like hold on a minute hold on a minute how did the how did like let's let's trace our step backs player a got this item from either in raid and extracted with it or he bought it off the flea market right player b he got it from in raid but he failed right he died so now it's not found in raid, but he can still 
it still holds the value as if player A extracted with it or bought it from the flea market. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like because it's in the secure, right? Right. It's and secure. It's, because, it's guaranteed. And it's because the secure container is bi-directional, right? Like if it was only one way, you could take out but not put back in. Fixes the problem. I think so. I still don't like. Well, well, yeah. The part I don't like is just the. I feel what like the mags, like? the mags meta is still going to be a thing. The ammo meta. That's not is the that... thing, though, right? Because like, once you take the mag out, like you can keep it. Yeah, you can keep it with you. If you don't use it, then sure, then you don't sure. use it. That's okay. But it just means you can't like cycle mags around in your in your thing. It's probably a good compromise. It'd be better. It'd be better than how it is now. It would anyway. be a. It would be an improvement for sure. Because people take like you know they take a sixty rounder, they fire twenty five rounds, and then they cycle that back into the secure, right. and then they bring another one out. Right. You know, and they might have four in there, in yeah. the in their gamma. You I know, that's like what people end up having. A meta shift of consumables being on, only in the container. So essentially, it would just be a med bag, an ammo bag. Yeah. And but that's what that's kind of how it should be, I think. I mean, that's what I use it for. And mm-hmm. then it's like, well, if you want to bring extra ammo, you absolutely can, and you can top load your your mags off, but you have to sit there and right, sure, which is which is fine. Like it's 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 difficult, and it's harder than just going control click, control click, reload, off you go, which is kind of the way that's ended up. You know, you actually have to manually reload your mags in in raid, which I think is necessary for the way that it should should be done. I think it's a, I think it's a great solution. I think it would be an an improvement for sure, for sure. Because the, here's the other thing: is given how the container is currently, if open world ever becomes a thing and is a thing, what's stopping me from hatchet running across the map to buy the thing I need to put in my container to hatchet run across the map? And you know what I mean? Or not even that. You probably wouldn't have to hatchet run back. You could just die and respawn your hideout. Yeah, I don't I don't know like, how that would even work, but yeah. It, it's it's a really unfortunate then, sad because i like the container i like how it's almost like roguelite but you can you can actually just fail your way through progression which is awful i i want to try hatchet run only wipe because i feel like you could do it you could totally do it you could totally do it you'd have to like break bend some rules for some of the quests to like level up traders so you could upgrade your hideout but it's totally, it's totally feasible. Totally feasible. But like, okay, so what's the goal though? What's your goal? I don't know. Max hideout, max traders. Max like hideout a, from max, max hideout. Kappa container. Kappa with, okay. You, you could do it. It would take a really long grind because you have to get your scav case up. You know what I mean? To get all the, the Kappa items, right? I mean, if you're hatch running, I guess you could just like go get them though. It's more the PMC kills that's hard. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, you you'd have to bend some rules. Yeah, but it's like totally feasible. <laughs> Full Bitcoin farm. Someone in the yeah. chat saying, "Yeah, that's the goal." Full Bitcoin farm. Just had to running. I don't know. It was interesting. I might do a video on it. I I kind of want to. Um, I think it'd be interesting. I feel like it's. I feel like it's a, like this like transcends all other. God, I don't want to say something too bold, but it's just like, like you get the economy, the Bitcoin prices, and and like all. But this is just like, no matter what, this is just a fundamental problem with the game. Like it's it's like, 
anti-hardcore. You can't like I'm trying to think like Dark Souls, for example. You have you played Dark Souls? I've seen it. I've not played it. Okay. Cuphead. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> All right. Back to Dark Souls. <laughs> you you know, crawl through the, the dungeon. There's like checkpoints you can hit, right? Yeah. And when you die, you respawn at the checkpoint. But because you died, you now have, have less health. Less health. All the currency souls, aka you got from killing those mobs, is back at where you died originally. Yeah. So now you have to go back. Like you get a second chance, right? You don't lose everything, but you get a second chance to go back and get that. And if you die that time, then you just lost it all. You know what I mean? <laughs> but there's not like a mechanic where I can die and just receive a reward. Do you know what I mean? Yes. That's it's it's fundamentally broken. It doesn't. It that's doesn't. How work. I that's how I I'm seeing it. And I yeah. think what they thought is. This will incentivize people to run more geared stuff, right? Because I think it now... did a bit, and I think it did a bit more at in fir- at first as well, because people were like, "Oh, this doesn't really work anymore," and then slowly people were like, mm, "Maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe." Ha- actually, hang on a minute. Yeah, this is viable, and it's um... come back. You fix a container, you fix a hatching problem. I think you make the game way more rewarding too and way more immersive because now it's like I can't just guarantee this item that I need. Right. It's like found and raid, but literally for everything, anything that you have that's valuable that you deem valuable in your progression, you can't just like secure it. Like say you find some really good ammo. You can't just secure it. Say you find a GPU Whatever, you know what I mean? It's just, it's great. And then it's like, it brings back that, like, intensity of Tarkov. Yeah. The fear. You know what I mean? You're, the, the flow fear state. is real. Yeah. And the thing also is that now most of the quests are all finding raids as well. It doesn't hurt that because that was, that, those were not, um, that would, never worked anyway. So having those things in your container and then dying, that didn't work in, in the first place. So it doesn't affect the quests. All it does is affect, as you say, you know, things that you pick up like that, that, yeah, it makes it like, oh, can you imagine red key card? Oh, God. Oh, my God. But like, I and think then... somebody, uh, who's, who, said, who said this? Sorry to, to cut you off, but like, I can't remember who said this, but it would make the game so much better in that if you couldn't put items that you randomly picked up in your container, when you got shot, they could get your stuff that you looted, right? So if you loot GPU and then somebody shoots yes. you and they loot your body, they get it. It's not just, a, just you know, into the ether because it's, been teleported back to their stash in your anal cavity you know what i mean yeah like they get that that thing and then now it's like i go to loot this guy and it's like oh my god he has a graphics card you know what i mean i gotta get out of this raid now you're the guy that just you know was like panicking "Eh, don't kill me i got a graphics card in my butt you know (laughs) or whatever yeah so it's i think it's i think it's great i think it'd be great man i think it'd be great i think they they could work on a different solution for the problem of because I think they were trying to solve a problem that someone would get so um, distraught after so many losses right they want to like yeah. ease the player you know it's like hey 
yeah, you failed, but it's not that bad. At least you got this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe they could work on a different solution for that. Yeah, I mean, the scavs, for me, the scavs has always been that, like, feedback loop. You know, it's like you have nothing, you have to go play scav. And I know some people do get caught in that thing of they did their PMC and they died with, like, their last set of gear. They go and do the scav and they load in and then, like, they immediately die. And then they're like, huh, like, I got 20 minutes for my scav. Let me hatch it run. I was thinking about that, too. Yeah. You could yeah. hatch a run in between your scavs for sure. Sorry to cut yeah. you off. Yeah, but I think that's why they try to avoid that because, like, that was, I remember seeing that a while back. And I haven't seen that for a while, but I remember seeing that for a while back, especially when I was like scrolling a lot more actively through like some of the new player threads and people saying, like, what am I supposed to do now? Like, I'm a, I just go and play like CSGO for 20 minutes and then I come back with <laughs> my scavs back up because I don't have anything. I don't really have anything. Um, and then, yeah, I think like, if your net worth drops below a certain amount, I do think I they do. I think there is like a care package or something. But like, Papo should like give you that works. Give you something crappy at least, right? Yeah, you should get like a pistol or or something. Um, but your net worth would have to be below like a certain a certain level. I think. I almost think it wouldn't be bad if your scav was unlimited, but you could not absolutely cannot progress your EMC like quest related. So you you could like make money and stuff right yeah but you couldn't like turn in quest items for example i don't know there's mm-hmm. we could go into detail yeah <laughs> or you just make this get, yeah until level whatever then like your scavs infinite or if you're under a certain net worth your scavs infinite like something like that i don't know i feel like if you kill the container um then it's like you have to survive well how can i still not risk anything right scav you almost yeah. make scav now a better hatchet runner. Yeah, and you'd rather people play scav than hatchet run. Absolutely. Like 100%. Right? It's like Absolutely. much more fun playing against people who are scaving because like they then they're actually going to try and fight you. And, yeah, and it's it's a better PMC experience. I mean, the Atarkov's got a fantastic kind of the players are incentivized to become the enemy. Like you always have that issue in in any game, right? And especially, you know, if you think back to school and stuff, or whatever, it's like people always want to be you know, no one, no one wants to be like, you know, the, the bad guy that just gets shot or whatever. But like Tarkov actually does a really great job of incentivizing people to say, hey, look, you know, here's what you get if you play this, you know, the enemy. Right. Because the PMCs are kind of like the real game, aren't they? In, in EFT. And so it's like, well, AIs are all right, but it's nice playing against real people. But like, why would somebody want to go with rubbish kit? Well, it's like, well, you can take that stuff if you go in and you might kill somebody. And yeah. take all their gear, right? It's 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 a really nice way of. Ins- I think I've always thought it was really I, smart. It's like one yeah. of the really smart game loops, I, like I think. It. So it's it's really cool. So you just basically like need to fix the container, get rid of the hatch running, make people play scav a bit more, um, and yeah, maybe give people a bit more scav. I don't mind people playing a lot of scav. It's fine. Your kit's awful most of the time, unless you get the you know the the fabled like M sixty one M seven hundred scav or, or something along <laughs> those lines. But you have uh, karma. You got a good scav. SA50 of M61s, baby. Let's go. Oh, God, scary. It's going to be terrifying. It's going to be terrifying. But that would be cool. That'd be cool. And then it yeah. gives you that kind of like that safety net as well for people who are like, you know, really at the bottom and are struggling and find it difficult because you want people to leave. You want something there for them. So, yeah. You know, you make the scav timer much shorter for people who are under a certain threshold and then, or under a certain level and threshold or whatever. So they can't abuse it. It's like if you're under level 10, maybe if you're under level 10, you don't get access to the flea market. You get infinite scav if your net worth's under a certain amount. If you're doing great, 
then it doesn't really matter. You don't need it, right? If you're Network Thunder and you're under level 10, you get infinite scav, or at least a very short cooldown or something. I don't know. Yeah, something there for sure. Yeah. Someone's even saying they should remove scav cooldown if you extract with it, or at least reduce it. I think that's cool, because then that would incentivize people surviving a scav too. Half the cooldown if you if you extract. Yeah. Maybe it would maybe it would incentivize people taking less risk. Possibly, which is maybe also not not what you want to do if you want people playing scav. You want people yeah. just like doing what I do on factory when I play scav, which is just like I will just keep running around finding players until I die. I like scavs because the AI is like once you like get a good grasp of it, it's like pretty predictable, and then you have like this player scav element. So I think it's great because I am t- PMC, you know, yeah, maybe I'm sweating a little bit. Player scav, dude, I'm sweating my balls off. <laughs> Which because they have like, it's it's like when you're playing against other players, right? Like you both got stuff to lose and yeah. you play in a specific way. Whereas the player scav thing, it's just like the gear is offset by this like sheer aggression normally because like they have nothing to lose and everything yeah. to gain. And it's like, it's the way it should be, right? It's like it's like bandits, you know, violent yeah, bandits with like with like nothing to lose, like rock bottom, and they're just great. they're going to try and kill you with their PS ammo for uh, you know for a county shanka to try Man. and survive. Player scavs too. I've had them like camp me out before, or I've done the opposite. I'd be like, "Hey man, I'm on a scav raid. You're on a PMC raid. You know what I mean? I, I'll sit here all day and hold this door until you come <laughs> out. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> I don't care if I don't make it to the extract. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. Like, you can play, you've got an advantage yeah. there in the in the the it's lack great. of gear in some ways, and it makes yeah. a lot of people play better when they don't have gear fear. You know, if you haven't broken through the gear fear yet, being able to play a scav with no fear is quite freeing in a lot of ways you know you're not worrying about losing your kit you actually manage to hit your targets you don't have adrenaline pumping through your system every five seconds and your handshaking and trying to use the mouse you know with your meta foul it's uh <laughs> it's uh it's a good one yeah it's a good one and on that uh, note, uh-huh should we think about wrapping up unless you've got any yeah any other, yeah. other comments or closing things you wanted to mention because I think we've gone on for quite a little while on this one. thing I want to mention quickly was Battlestate Games hired a Blizzard community oh, yes. guy. So now he's the Battlestate Games community guy. I don't know the official terms. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, that, that should be good because, I, you know, he's got a, I don't know specifics, but, you know, he's got experience. So hopefully the communication process will be better you know what i mean it's, it'll be overall a good thing i saw the headline and i was really worried because i saw like bsg and then like blizzard like almost like engulfing them i was like oh my god <laughs> don't tell me they got bought <laughs> activision blizzard presents tarkov i was like no yeah yeah that would be that would be interesting at least it wasn't ea but yeah um it's <laughs> We'll have to see how that pans out. We'll see. Maybe yeah. that'll maybe that'll improve things. Maybe it'll just be different. I don't. I don't really know. I actually have no idea. I'm not sure on that yeah. one. How well that's going to do to the to the game at all. I don't know. But yeah, more experienced people with at least you know understanding of various online communities should be okay. I know Blizzard don't necessarily have the best track record for great communication, um, especially not these days. So we'll see how that pans out. But who knows? Maybe that's why he left. Yeah. Maybe cool. we'll get more freedom under Papa Nikita. Um, if you made it this far, thank you so much for tuning in. 
appreciate you guys. Um, I forgot to shout out to the audio listeners, but we'll do it now. Audio listeners, anchor.com, no, anchor.fm slash scavtalk. Shoot us a message. We would love to hear from you guys and appreciate those of you who do listen on the audio side. Come over to the YouTube side and comment. And uh, yeah, that's it, guys. Let's share anything else, Gigo. I'm good. I'm good. I think that's it for me. Sat on my huge dragon horde of rubles now. We'll see what happens. All right. With that, we'll wrap it up. And I'll see you guys in Rasmus with my hatchet. <laughs> Catch you later. <laughs>